Welcome to the Blue Cord Podcast. This is the place where everyday Christian women like you get inspired to be authentic witnesses in your daily life so that people who don't know Jesus come to know Him and make Him known. Hey there. It's not unusual to go long periods without hearing any good news stories of people coming to faith, especially from other faiths and cultures. If that's you, this episode will both inspire and encourage you because God is at work every day bringing people to himself. We just may not hear about it. Well, on this episode, you're going to hear a real life story from a young woman named Sarah who used to practice the Buddhist faith. As Sarah shares her story, I hope it reminds you that every soul is precious and God wants all his sons and daughters to step outside their comfort zones. And he invites us in Romans 13, 10 through 13 to put on the whole armor of light and fling away works of darkness. The person who shared Jesus with Sarah did this and you can too. So let's get started. First, let me tell you a little bit about Sarah. She grew up Buddhist in Burma, where 90% of the population is Buddhist. Her father passed away when she was five, and her mother was working so hard to support her and her older brother as a widow. And as a young woman, Sarah was also working really hard to be a good Buddhist girl, to excel at school, and to have a good future. Sarah, welcome! Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so, let's start with what you believe about God and prayer. When you practice Buddhism, what was God like to you then? And then, and how did you pray? Yeah, I was a good Buddhist girl doing all the right things. And I didn't want to be reincarnated as a monkey or a cat because I grew up knowing that I became a human now. Is because of the chant or because of what I did in my past life. Uh-huh. And I used to go to monastery and bring a lot of gifts and uh, worship the monks. And I also went to the pagoda and I offered the incense like flowers and I offered water uh, as I worship Buddha. And I also recite prayer work before the Buddha, I used to pray with the prayer beats a lot, mm-hmm. like by reciting the Buddhist chant. And of course, I used to do meditation and chanting to fill and to bring peace and like fulfillment and to do more merit and to help each other to lead happier life. Mm. So here you are, you're a nice girl. You're working hard. You're doing all the good Buddhist girl things, going to school, taking English so you can have a better life. And yet you were struggling through that. Tell us what was going on with you and your aunt about this time. Yeah, my aunt was like always putting me down. Like she's saying, oh, your mom is a fool and your life is worth nothing. And you don't have a dad, stuff like that. And I hated her. If I was working hard, yet life on the on earth was tiring and no meaning, and I was trying to be nice, to obey, and to do all the teaching of Buddha, but not working. Mm. And so things were hard, and and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And I know it must have looked hopeless. And then God intervened, and so you were studying English. Mm. 
so that you could have a better life. And your English as a second language teacher had you learning English by reading passages out of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Now, that's one of the what we call the five essentials, sharing the Bible. So what else did your teacher do that impacted you? Yeah, she loved me. And I told her about what my auntie was saying to me and how I hated her and so she listened and she encouraged me and like she told me that I was not like that girl. Uh-huh. And then she invited me to come to church. But I never went to church because I thought church is for Christian people and the people from the Western, my Western people. Mm. Did you go right away or did it take a while? It, it take a while, about a month <laughs> for uh-huh. me to go there because I thought it was not my place. Uh-huh. But when I went there, I went for visiting. <laughs> oh, gosh. So what stood out to you? You've never been in church before. No one had ever invited you. What mm-hmm. do you remember about that experience? Yeah, when I went to church, I felt a lot of people. They were standing, and sometimes they sit down, and they were singing. And uh, some of them were, like, coming on the stage and sharing about how God has answered their prayer and how God has good to them. And then at the end of the time, the man going to come on the stage uh-huh. and he's going to open the like big book. I didn't know it was the Bible, but it was the big book and he will be sharing from the Bible. And I kept going back to church to learn more about God and creation and Adam and Eve and how sin came into the world. Mm-hmm. I knew sin was bad, but I didn't think that I was a sinner and I didn't think that I need Jesus in my life because I thought I was a good person. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so let's just stop here for just a second. So you go Mm -hmm. to church for the very first time. You see this singing and this man on the stage with this great big book and you hear this message about creation and Adam Mm -hmm. and Eve and sin. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you're thinking, okay, that's not for me. So... What I can see, it's clear you are a person of peace because God was wooing you back to himself. You kept going back to church. And I think at some point you even started to read the Bible, right? You were reading it in your ESL class and you heard Mm -hmm. the gospel shared at that church and many times by that point. And I know Mm -hmm. that Christians were around you, loving you and praying with you in Jesus's name. And those are all what we call the five essentials that we can all do across cultures. So here you are, you're thinking, I don't need Jesus. I'm not a sinner. I'm a good Buddhist girl. What happened? Like, what was the moment when everything clicked for you? Tell us about that. Yeah, I began to realize that there is a creator God. Because one day I was looking around, I saw the trees, and I saw the cars, and I saw the houses, and I saw the people, and I realized that someone had to invent those Mm -hmm. and build them, and they didn't just appear. There is someone, and there is something. Mm. So, like, the moon and the star, all those things, like, it not automatically appear, it's there is something. So I began to realize there is a creator God. And later on, I realized that God is looking at my heart. And I began to realize that I might be a sinner, 
because I hated my aunt. Uh-huh. And I kept going to church. Can I continue study the Bible? Uh-huh. And in time, I realized my sin. Mm. I realized that I am a sinner, and because God is looking at my heart, and God know all the things, the hatred, all the bitterness, all the things that I had is not right. And I was, I, I realized I'm a sinner, and then I went to the Christianity Explorer class uh-huh. in my church, and then. I repent in the class, and I repent, and I accept Jesus as a Savior in my life. Mm. And God is real, and God is amazing. And I, I heard God's voice saying deep down in my heart, Hey, Sarah, even though you don't have a father on earth, you have a heavenly father, and you don't need to worry. You don't need to be sad. And th- those make me strong, and those make me, like, live another day and I was strong and I believe that God will take care of me and God loves me and my eternity is secure and God answered my prayer. Mm. That is beautiful and so let's ask, fast forward just for a mm-hmm. moment. So after that mm-hmm. decision, you kept going to church, you got discipled, and eventually you came to the U.S. as an international student and now you're in full-time ministry yourself. And one of the things I think is so beautiful is that you went back to share Jesus with the aunt who was so mean to you. And first, I want Mm -hmm. you to tell us about that, how you realized that you weren't hating her anymore, you were loving her. Mm -hmm. And then also, how is your life different now as a Jesus follower than when you practice Buddhism? Yeah. So my aunt, I met her after I know the Lord and I was at the church, and I just want to go to Bible study. I just want to read the Word. And one day, my aunt was calling me to help her, and then I went to see her, and I feel different. Mm. Like before, every time I see her, I wanted to do something. I wanted to kill her or poison her. Or I don't know, something really bitter. But yeah, that day, my aunt called me, and I went to see her, and I feel so different. I don't know how they, I feel so different. I feel so loved to her. Mm. And then I just talked to her before I, I will be helping her, but I didn't want to stay around her much. Cause all those, uh, thoughts, bad thoughts gonna come. But that day I met her and I was looking at her. I was with her and I felt so loved for her. And I started sharing about my faith. Hey, my aunt, I, I, now I, decided to follow Jesus. I love Jesus because he forgive us and he died for me. And I was talking to her and I don't feel all those bitterness or anything, nothing anymore. I just love her and I, I spent a lot of time with her that day. It was amazing. It was God. Mm. God changed my heart. Mm. Yes. Mm. So how is it, how is life different now that you're following Jesus back mm. than when you were practicing Buddhism? Yes, it's totally different, yes. So I don't need to go to places to find peace mm. or to earn the peace because God comes to me and God gives me peace no matter what I face in my life. Mm. And the love of God, the love of Christ changed me. And now, yeah, I read the Bible. The Word of God is powerful and it will change your life. It changed my life. How do your prayers look different now compared to when you were practicing the Buddhist chants and things? Yeah, I used to pray at home. 
two or three times uh-huh. before the statue of Buddha. Uh-huh. And I also went to Bogota like once or twice a week. Mm. And I usually, mostly I go to monastery for the special occasion as I want to do more merit and like worship and yeah, bring the offering and stuff. But right here, and I was saying, you don't need to go to the places to pray or to find a peace or to get peace. But here, like God, the word of God, and God is close to you. Jesus came down to you and he loves you so much and he didn't want anything from you because before my life I was like do a good thing do good things to get good things I'm doing a lot of work but sometimes I'm tired I'm confused and I'm like worried and I feel peace when I go to monastery and temple while I am meditating and reciting and chatting and all those things but when I come back and go to school and daily life, I don't feel peace and I'm struggling and mm-hmm. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. But when I know Jesus and know the word of God and the word of God changed me and I don't even need to pray out loud or recite many things to pray. I just have it. I just pray to Jesus. I just pray to God. I just pray to God in the name of Jesus, even in my heart. And God answer my prayer. Mm. And it's not just one time, it's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And so it's not an accident. It's mm. not a, uh, it's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. It's real. It's happening. So God, yeah, God entered my faith. God is close to me and God come down to me. God comes to me and the love of God, God loved me. It changed my life. Yeah. Mm. Anything that you would like our listener to know or any last words or something that the Lord's putting on your heart to share? Yes, I want to give thanks to God uh, because I know God before I die. Otherwise, I will be confused. I'm going to be monkey or I'm going to be cat or those things. But I know God before I die. So I know that I am a child of God. And every time I will be gone from the earth, I will be with God because I am a child of God. And like all those things that happened in my life, like I didn't do it. I didn't earn it. I didn't even do things to forgive my auntie, but I couldn't do it. But when I surrendered to God and I pray and I was able to do it, just, it's just God. God is real. God is able. God can change you and God can change me and God can give me strength to overcome all those things in the world. And God loves to cast out all the fear. And I really uh, feel uh, meaningful in my life because God gives me purpose and God gave me the meaning of my life. So I want to give thanks to God for all those things. And it's because of God. I didn't do it. It's just because of God. Yeah. Mm. I think back to your English teacher who was the first person to say, no, you are a good girl and had you learning English from the Bible and invited you to church. And I think about how she got that journey started for you. God used her as an instrument in his hands to get that journey started. Thinking about all of um, the friends and family members that you have Mm -hmm. still back at home in Burma 
who are still practicing mm-hmm. Buddhism, as well as those who are right now in North America who are still practicing Buddhism. What is it that mm-hmm. you would like our listener to know or to just be encouraged about and inspired about crossing those cultures to share Jesus mm-hmm. like your English teacher did with you? Yes. I want to say that I think wherever you go, you will see the people that they are neat. Mm-hmm. And then you just share the gospel. Like my ESL teacher, she didn't say anything about me. She just encouraged me and she just pointed me to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she just introduced me with the gospel and the love of God. We don't need to worry about what people are going to say. Mm-hmm. It's just the work of God. Like we just need to obey and share the gospel because the gospel, the word of God is powerful and it can change people's lives and we just need to obey the word of God. Yeah. I, I love that you shared that because recently I, I have been chatting with some English as a second language teachers who've been concerned about offending yeah. people of other faiths by mentioning the gospel or mentioning their Jesus followers. Mm-hmm. Number one, the gospel is offensive, right? Jesus told us it was. Mm-hmm. And I think your story is a perfect example of how important it is that we just yeah. point people to Jesus. That's yeah. one of the most loving things we can do. Awesome. Now I'm going to hold some time for our listener to think some things through because Sarah's English teacher was tithing her time, meaning she was being very purposeful about her time and she was teaching English. And in the process, she was loving you, Sarah, and she was sharing the Bible with you and she was inviting you to church. And to our listener, just consider how might you tithe your time to engage more purposefully in pointing non-believers like Sarah to Christ? And do you believe that Jesus is the hope of the world? How are your actions lining up with your thoughts right now? What's true about you? And what is the Holy Spirit prompting you to think about or to do differently based on what you heard on this episode? My Blue Cord friend, I invite you to take your learning deeper on this topic by leading a group of your friends through a seven-week Blue Cord study. I'll put links to that in the show notes. Can't wait for you to hear next week's episode. Thanks for joining me. I'd love to know more about you and how this podcast is serving you. Make sure to sign up to get our weekly emails on the website at thebluecord.org. Then when you get an email from me, you can jot me back a note. If you're enjoying the Blue Cord podcast or the book, would you post an online review so that others know what to expect? That would mean a lot. Thanks so much. Have a great week.